Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, so I mentioned I, I was listening to your the last episode and you guys talked a lot about disc golf, worms, and groundhogs. And I'm hoping that continues here because uh, like we can forget about the disc golf if you want. But um, you you were mentioning Punxsutawney Phil, right? Yes. Yes, he was. But, yep. and, and someone said that they had researched about 15 different groundhogs. That was And not yes. one, not once did the illustrious name Wyerton Willie cross your lips. Oh, the, no. The pride, the pride, the the groundhog pride of Ontario, Wyerton Willie, who I believe has a better accuracy rate than Punxsutawney. So that's some I, shade. I just want you to know that. How many Wyerton Willies have there been? Okay. Did you die recently? No. Well, the, the, that's not important. Yeah. <laughs> if you, the title. It's the title. Yeah, they're immortal. Don't worry about it. Maybe he died in 1999 as well as 2021. I learned about an hour ago, but that's that's not the important thing here. Yeah, accuracy. All right. So, <laughs> just so we're clear, Wyerton Willie has the biggest Wikipedia page as far as information goes. Russ right. about any groundhog. Yeah. Heck yes. Heck yes. <laughs> That's a disc name right there. Is that a we're bumping him up to at least an honorable mention then, right? Oh yeah. Oh, he's number one. <laughs> Legend got my vote. Legends have been told of the grandness. Perspective one one groundhog at a time. <laughs> we're gonna have to just like every interview from now on. Who's your favorite groundhog? <laughs> Learn them all. <laughs> Learn all of the groundhog. And if they don't know, I mean, we could just kick them off right then. Case case anyone cares too, while we're still on it. He lived to be twenty two years old, is what it says. Holy shit. It's an old groundhog. OG. OG Wyerton Willie did not mess around. Just passed recently, right? Yeah. People were sad. Um, People were legit upset. I bet. That's a long I time. Yeah, well, they've been playing the Pugsatoni Phil one since like 1800s. They said is his has he's had the same name, so he's immortal. I think, I think the cat, the groundhog's out of the hole about about if they live past 22. It's possible if you've been given the gift of weather prediction, then you get immortality as well. Oh, it's just they just go hand in hand. Yeah, of course, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Groundhog Podcast. I love it. <laughs> now we just have to talk about worms. Yeah, worms, worms, worms. So earthworms are supposed to be um, good for the garden, right? I think so. Good for I read something a few days ago that said a lot of worms are invasive species. I actually, I, I've heard that too. Earthworms, actually, I read, yeah, they, uh, they're not native to North America. They were brought here by settlers in like the 1600s. Now, what to. kind of settler was like, you know what this place really needs? Some worms. <laughs> well, I think it was, it was tied to their gardening, right? Like a lot of their herbs. Okay. And stuff. I think it was John Cabot. I don't know. Maybe someone came back and was like, we dug some dirt and there, guess what? There's no worms. There's, like, there's just like one going. weird worm guy. I can't. I can't live in this new place if it doesn't feel like home. Bring the worms. Bring, bring my worms. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What the fuck are you really?" Priorities. They're my yeah, friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy things, man. That's the world. Fun facts. See, you guys said that you didn't have fun. Facts. Yeah, that was fun facts. You're dropping <laughs> facts all over. Yeah. No, that's I thought you meant about us, like random trivia. No, I'll take this anything. Is what, this is what teachers have in their back pocket all the time. 
oh yeah things that only they laugh about it's uh it's perfect you, you want to know everything about rocks and minerals gentlemen it's time it's time <laughs> <laughs> sit down and listen welcome to the rock and mineral show <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I told my son that I was going on a podcast and he was very excited and he didn't he didn't quite once I said meeting he oh, wait, had a better how old understanding. Is he? he's five yeah he he's can't five. listen to this yeah <laughs> he's like but he said is uh is uh is Paul Macbeth gonna be there and I'm like mm, no. tell him yes <laughs> <laughs> in spirit in spirit he's gonna be here. I mean but it's not said, like he can listen he to that. I need to reschedule the meeting for tomorrow guys so we're just gonna have to scrap this because my, my five-year-old kid wants to be here so <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> we don't really have to <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the oh no disc golf podcast if this is your first time here welcome to the craziness this is a entire interview based show today we have our friends new friends from over at wolfcat discs on Instagram, we have Jay and Nick. Hello. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys. you have a tangent or what's going on there? Nope. I think the eight minutes about groundhogs and worms. About the ground. Yeah. I think, I think that, that got all my, all my stuff out. Okay. All right. Well, we don't need a tangent because the groundhogs were the tangent. So uh, we touched a little bit about that you know everything about rocks and minerals but why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Jared, so uh, Wolfcat Discs, uh, we're primarily an on new online uh, disc golf brand. We try to do a couple of different things uh, right now. You know, we try to make people laugh with uh, something we call our, our take on memes, uh, like a multi-image uh, meme carousel. We try to make people learn with Course of the Week, which we were able to have you guys uh, be a part of and collab and share Prickly Pines with uh, with everybody out there. Uh, and lately, we've been creating something we call a form shadow. So we're kind of helping to see people, see, see form in a, in a new way. People have, uh, have been taking it and really enjoying it. So that's kind of what we've been doing. In addition to selling discs, trying to get people in uh, Durham region, especially in, in and around Toronto, to get access to some discs because... There's not too many brick and mortar shops around us. Yeah. So Wolf Cat's about right now. Yeah, I really enjoy the take on memes. Just not only because they use some of my favorite movies, but they're not memes that I feel like most of them nowadays, they're like picking fun at like one group or somebody. And it's nice for them to just kind of be there, a mostly positive, funny meme. So, Well, thank you. Yeah. They kind of... uh kind of came out of accident, you know, uh, if you look through our earlier parts of our feedback, we were, we definitely were partaking in more of the single memes, you know, and getting, just getting ourselves, our feet wet in the disc golf online culture. And the meme game is pretty strong in disc golf. <laughs> um, and we eventually, yeah, we ended up, the first one was uh, varsity blues. We wanted, uh, we wanted to make something with that, you know, that great last line of, uh, I don't want your life. And, uh, we just felt they needed a little bit more than one cell. And before you know, we made something pretty stupid that I flipped over to Nick and it was, uh, we both kind of laughed at it. And, you know, before you know it, now we're into bigger movies and actually I think making some, some art that people are enjoying. And it's definitely different than uh, what other people are seeing in the meme culture. I fucking love it. It's a new take on memes. Yeah. Which ones do you like the most? Uh, the cool runnings one, I think. And then, Oh, I had it just up a little bit ago. Oh, that I've been meaning to say we want a Wayne's World one soon. Or did you do the disc rack? We did a disc rack, yeah. Yeah, all right. I remember that one now. Right after I said it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Cool Runnings is it's Nick's. That's your favorite movie of all time, I think, right? Favorite movie, yeah. It, it's it's the, it's the only movie that can consistently make me cry. At the at the end when they're when they're yeah. carrying the sled, I just I don't know what happens to me. That's great. Oh yeah, it was a funny one. We used to, me and my brother used to quote the Sinka, you dead man, more than any, any other quote for like mm -hmm. the longest time. 
You know what's funny is he actually Nick found his his handle and we tagged him and he actually uh, he liked that post so he has seen that version of yeah. uh, that meme carousel kind of made our day. The uh, the hangover one is my other favorite. Yeah, with with the with the um, disc satchel, the satchel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, it's it's hard to know where these like we make them some like there are real goals if we if it makes us laugh. And we're gonna put it out there, and it's been—it's funny. Like you see a reaction on online, but you don't. Sometimes you forget that they're actual people that are seeing these things and uh, how they take it and how they impact it. You know, hundred percent. It's it's also like you wonder um, because it's not as if that these are just put together in thirty minutes. It takes a long time, and it's like you're really leaning on one idea, and if it flops, like it's it's hours of work for nothing. So. Um, it's it's a lot of fun and, and like Jay said, if we if we both are laughing at it, then we might as well put it out there. Yeah. And, and we do the same thing. It, it, if we don't laugh when we're making something, something's wrong. Yeah. And uh I don't think it's, it's happened yet, test, but yeah. It's a good litmus test to see if at least it's making bringing joy and value to your life, then it's worth sharing, I think, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So the memes are definitely like a two person job at least. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I'd say like some ideas straight from Nick, some ideas straight from me. Others are a combination of the two. Uh, I'd say like the next one that we're going to release this week uh, was definitely probably the most of the collaborative, you know, it was Nick's original idea and I added a little element to it that kind of really rounded it out. Uh, So you'll see, I I think we've both said, I think it's going to be the best we've done so far it's going to be the best one we've laughed a lot because of it so yeah um i'm gonna have to start keeping out now that i like you we'll get to know you guys a little bit better if i can figure out which whose is who like who makes what what uh yeah well well, to to be fair jay jay is definitely our social media um leader and he does he does most of the work for sure but uh so he he's definitely most of the laughs are coming at uh, from from Jay's fingertips on the computer there. So, gotcha. Well, it came. It's, it was a lot of out of necessity. You know, we um, in addition to doing all this, like well, the first thing we wanted to do with Wolfgang was to sell discs, right? And that was the easiest. It's the most straightforward business model in disc golf is to get your hands and to move discs, right? Um, and so all the online stuff really was just to kind of build a brand and gain awareness, like because we don't have a brick and mortar shop and you know, there are countless other online re- realtors out there. Uh, you know, like the game has exploded obviously in America, we know this and it's happening in Canada too, but it's nowhere near like we are still probably like 20 years ago in disc golf uh, up here. It's definitely growing, but it's, you don't, no, it's rare to see stores, you know? So like how far would you have to travel if you wanted to go to a brick and mortar store? Is it like down in Toronto or not even there? there are stores that have discs okay. so no uh, disc golf store i, I you know it's, it's, stores are starting to pop up right now but they're you know they, they sell discs at uh, at a surf shop and they sell discs at do you guys have played against sports we do yep yeah so so this one in the only other place in whitby I'll, I'll mention that you can get discs other than us is played against sports and they had a rack with about 20 different discs and i was in one day and i said um, I, I was just asking questions because I was so excited. And I, I said, uh, are, are you getting any of this plastic in or are you getting any discraft? And um, they, they looked at me like I was some sort of genius understanding all the different plastics. And they asked me to send them more information about preferred plastics that people would buy. And so, so the only place you could get it in my town didn't understand. They literally what. didn't even know what they had. Exactly. So me, and this was before Wolf got to this, this was kind of a precursor to it. I went, I went home and I was so excited. I felt like this really important person who I had this very important position to, uh, to, uh, to work on. And, and I wrote up that you should get, you shouldn't just get DX plastic. You should also get champion and star and you need disc craft as well as MVP and all that. And, um, so like I, I had, I had this, uh, this, this place at, um, played against sports where I wasn't paid. I didn't get a discount for a single disc, but it made me feel really nice to actually have this, uh, this opportunity to, to work with them. And, 
And so where do we get discs in town? Either the 20 discs that played against sports or the 200 that are behind me right now. Or <laughs> you see the like, convenience stores sometimes near the courses, right? Like there's one by ETC in Toronto, but- In Toronto, better options for sure. Yeah. But like it's they're not it's not as accessible as in the states, you know. So For sure. the boom has happened, but it's it's not even close. I think it's really gonna when Canadians really get more exposed to it. I think the Canadian mannerisms of you know playing in all weather is really gonna speak to disc golf. Yeah. So it's not many stores, but what are what are courses like around you guys? So they're popping up. I'll speak to up where I am here. There's uh there's probably three or four courses within a 30 minute drive um, that are really nice, really well maintained and have active clubs, but outside of the clubs, there's really not too many people using them. But in Toronto, Nick can speak to that more because he's down there more, but there, there's a lot more popping up. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's just like us. There are online sales stores in Toronto and they're popping up around the courses and there's this uh, really great uh, pair of course creators and they're uh, chain link disc golf and they've opened I think uh, four and four courses in the last calendar year and they have more coming right now so we're li- literally in the middle of the boom like it's it's not stopping yeah that's incredible and yeah we we just uh, they Chainlink Disc Golf just had the Toronto Open a few weeks ago, and they had 200 players, and that that's a big deal. That's a big deal around here, and they gave away these these amazing discs. And I have this one. You guys were talking about the FD last week, yes. And one of the giveaways was was the FD, and I love it. The yeah. So it's like things things are really starting to take off right now. It's it's a very very cool moment. I don't I don't know if it's the same as um in michigan and colorado it's probably very established but right now it's just we we often relate disc golf around here to bitcoin as in it's this emerging market that people don't completely understand and it's really new and it's it's in its infancy but once they get once people start understanding it it might catch on big time so it seems to be really early in the game for disc golf in canada but it's it's about to explode it really didn't, for a lot of people, I don't think, click until, like, the pros were making now millions in their contracts. That, yeah. that for some reason, like, when you say that to, like, just a random person who doesn't even know what disc golf is, that just, like, clicks in their head. Like, oh, the pros are making money. That makes sense. It's a real sport. I think when you're trying to pitch it to municipalities, too, and use public spaces, you know, you can, you can pull bigger. When the, when the numbers are bigger... It, uh, it might lead them to realize that it's, it's more advantageous for them to do it. And I think it's also the kind of like, look what the other cities and towns are doing. And once others are doing it, everyone's kind of like, we need to get our disc golf course too. So I, I can foresee in the next five years out here, like every town or village has at least six baskets that people can get to. I hope yeah. so. I do hope so. One of, the, um, one of the creators from Chainlink has said to me a couple of times, it would have been foolish for ski hills not to allow snowboards to, to join. So around here, there a lot of golf courses are, are finally allowing baskets on the course. And they might we might just be able to play in the winter, but they're really starting to integrate this second, the second place to, to, to gain revenue through uh, disc golf. And so it's not just like like Jay said, the municipalities, it, it's booming in this uh, municipality parks booming on on golf courses it's really it's really starting it's very exciting it's a really good time to start a disc golf business we think right there with you well you guys started in 2021 right yes yeah so are we like approaching the year anniversary or did we already pass it uh when was it nick uh you first shared your slideshow presentation with me uh end of august yeah right? And our Instagram went live September 23rd. So we're probably maybe only like, our Instagram is only live maybe six months now. Wow. So yeah, it's, uh, and I'd say even like, even just in the six months, like the first three months up to December was very different than the last three months. Like 
we had uh, for, for all the series we do, I think course of the week was pretty established right from the start, but like our meme carousels really got a little more traction and we felt like we knew what we were doing a little more with uh, when we, when we, we covered uh, Ricky's move from Innova to Discra to dynamic discs uh, and then made one about his, uh, his Bitcoin actually his bonus. But it was, it was through that, that we actually made the first form shadow which has totally taken Wolfcats in a very different direction. Like the first form shadow really was only made January 5th or 6th. Um, and to see what's happened with that and how the, the response of the community has been, uh, has been amazing. It's only been like three months of that. So it's all really new. Seeing you guys got a shout out or an article on Alti World about the form shadow. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, Charlie Eisenhood, he reached out, uh, just looked in our Reddit one day and there was a message from Charlie Eisenhood saying, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to talk to you about your form shadows. So we had uh, emails back and forth and, you know, sent him off uh, a draft of some ideas. Basically, I didn't know what he was looking for. Uh, so we kind of sent him a bit of everything and he basically just took what we gave him and edited it, made it sound a little nicer and, and then just posted it. So that has been... Uh, amazing for exposure he, he genuinely just said we wanted he wanted to help us share the project to more people i think it's awesome it's uh it's easier to like pay attention to when like watching slow-mo videos over and over again because you can just pick out like the spot where you feel like you're messing up and then and then you have like a, a clear picture in your mind of what yeah. you're trying to do yeah and i and i feel like we've shared it through you know uh facebook disc uh disc uh, sorry form check groups and through Reddit, and I think where it varies and makes it where it's maybe a little stronger than a, a video is for online discussion. Um, so we made a subreddit specifically for Form Shadow where we were releasing kind of like a mechanics view where they were all spaced out and numbered because people were wanted to discuss them, but they're having difficulty being like, you know, the 10th image on the left. Like, so I think from an online discussion piece, you can have a discussion a little easier because you can all talk about the same thing as opposed to being like, check back at 37 second mark or the third, you know, you have it all in front of you. Um, so that's really what we found people. That's how people were using it. Right. And to be honest, that was never even the real intention. Like we wanted to make something to just capture the whole shape of a form of a drive sequence in one image. And then the disc golf community has used it in a very different way. Who came up with that wonderful idea The for the, like, so I was messing around with uh, with something for, like I said, for Ricky Wasaki uh, for his Bitcoin. And I, I put the first ones together, overlaid it, and I sent Nick a text. And I think it was something like, uh, I don't know what I made yet. I don't even know what this is because I didn't at the time. I just knew it was cool. I knew it looked cool and I liked it. Um, and then Nick liked it. And so I think I think in its like in its beginning, because we didn't even know what it was going to be. I don't even think we still do fully. Um, it's been kind of fun to be a part of it and just see like how people are taking it, using it. That'll, I think that'll kind of guide what it becomes really. Okay, I, I want, I want, I don't know what is, what is podcasting? Is it the bronze screen? Like it's not the silver screen. It's not the, it's the groundhog screen. Okay. Perfect. It's what I was built for. But the, uh, the, the form shadows are really, really like like we were just mentioning if they're growing in in a different way and we, again jay made this thing that didn't mean anything and just it, it's as if by constructing it and and doing it in the, the same way every time it, it, it has it does have meaning now and now uh jay's reaching out to pros and pros are getting back to us and saying yes we will send you this video and they have been and it's so it's not just Jay finding videos from Jomez Pro like it was at the start. Now, now pros are sending videos to us to make them for them. So it's so really it's, uh, exciting stuff. For now it's it's really I think my favorite part of it is like it allows us to make meaningful connections because yeah we've we've yeah. connected with some pros like Scott Stokely. They're just you know as Nick said you shoot your shot right like you just reached out to him. He was super he was super supportive. He sent us a video right away. He's been such a good, uh, such a great feeling to to feel like a pro like that is liking what you're doing. Um, but even the non-pros, like just connecting with other people who like them. And that's really what we're, where we're at right now with them is until we really know what we want to do with them and what they are, 
we just want to make them for people who want them right because that's like i enjoy making them they're fun to make i don't know what they're gonna always look like until they're done because everyone's form is pretty different they all hit the same marks but they're all very unique um so it's been so such a good tool to connect with other people yeah and and it's not as if that this particular form shadow and you'll have to speak to this jay it's not as if the form shadow improved the player's game but Jay, didn't you make a form shadow and post it one day and the uh, the person had a tournament? Um, can you can you explain that story? Someone, yeah, someone left a comment saying, you know, I saw I, I their drive sequence. I think they were looking at Thomas Gilbert's. And in his particular one, he's shooting a slightly, I think he's shooting a, almost a roller, but a strong Anheuser. And he starts really low and goes really high and, and finishes really high. And the guy looked, saw his shape in that way and, he said he implemented it and saw success, you know, like whether it was great fundamentals or, or not, he just, somebody saw something we did and then implemented it right away and felt success. And that felt like he, you guys know, you connect with people online and it's great, but like I said, you kind of, we sometimes forget that there are people on the other end and to like, know you've made a meaningful connection is like the bone that it's the best part of what we've been doing so far. Oh yeah. True story. Yeah, talk, talking to other people is the best. Yeah, leveraging online interactions to actually have physical interactions. It's its so great. That's how we've made a bunch of friends <laughs> so far. Well, we hope they like us anyway. I mean, yeah. you, you, you I don't know. You said at the start that we were your new friends, and we're still trying to figure that one out. So, Well, okay. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you don't yeah. just want to make friends with everybody you meet online. So <laughs> That's true. A lot of creepy gophers out there. <laughs> you guys mentioned it's, all, it's online only. Is there any hopes to kind of open up a storefront in your in your area, like for Wolfcat, or not really worried about it? Not even not even on the radar yet. Uh, we've had we, we've had ideas. Um, we we have we have big ideas. But uh, j- just like we don't know what Wolfcat is, we don't know what Form Shadow is. We d- we don't know what the future is either. Like it, it's uh-huh. not it's not like we're playing um, a game where we're we're we we don't have any direction. But we're not we're not positive where what the next next few steps are. Like we we know where we're going right now, and we have big ideas later. But uh, how we get anywhere, it's it's a mystery, and and. You know, it, let's say a course opens up right across, you know, right across the street from me. That's going to be a, that's going to change everything if, if there are more people right. playing disc golf in our very close vicinity. So we, we don't exactly know. It's exciting. Whatever is happening with us right now, it's like Jay said, we've, we've only been open for like half a year and we're already on this podcast and Ulti World already made an article for us and like and, and pros legitimate disc golf pros are sending videos to us so we we don't know exactly where we're going next but we know it's going to be something pretty great yeah you guys definitely are on a good track for sure and you already know that it's like as long as you're enjoying it you'll enjoy it anyway like the yeah. people will probably enjoy it too and that's the best part about it but sure. if you're enjoying yeah. it that's the most important part and we're both really realistic you know like uh one of the things we always say is we don't want this to be stressful the second it really is stressful it's kind of outside of what we're what we started this for um and you know we both have young kids and families and the second that you can you try to move faster than what you're physically capable of that's when you you know then you're balancing up against other obligations and we don't want to sacrifice the things that really matter for for this project you know like Nick is teaching every day, driving back and forth, you know, family thing. Like usually when we talk, it's nine 30, you know, put in maybe an hour and a half, two hours at night, incremental steps, right? Like if we can keep just chipping away at it, then we can go places. If we each had two weeks to be able to work 40 hours and get stuff done, we maybe go a lot faster, but I think it's being realistic so that we don't, uh, we don't lose our minds, you know, because that's easy to do in this world. Yeah, and, and it's also really important to stay fresh. We 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 found this mentor, my um, my wife's uncle. He he's a very big time big time businessman, and he he said to us once when we were talking with him, he said, "What got you here isn't going to get you there." 
So we've, we've got here with form shadows, with the meme carousels, with course of the week, with interactions online, but we, we don't know what's going to take us to the next place. And that's, that's very exciting. And yeah, it's, it's just has to be fun. We have to enjoy it or else it's, it's not worth it. We can, if, if we wanted to right now, we could just shut it all down and just play disc golf whenever we want, but we're having a lot of fun doing this right now. And, uh, if it feels good, it feels really good. Good to hear. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice nugget of wisdom though. What got you here won't get you there is, uh, something, I mean, it can, it can honestly relate to almost anything in life. So for sure. And it doesn't mean like throw out the foundations of what you've done, but oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To always be thinking about how can you, you know, what's the next thing we can do. And also like realistically for us, we really try to manage our expectations because we also know how kind of crazy it is to start a disc golf company in Canada. I mean, we have, we're reaching more than just Canada, but to do it in Canada over the winter, you know, try to, uh, try to impact a market that, it doesn't have a huge demand, a supply of people playing it, especially not in the dead of Canadian winter. Right. Dor- so, in uh, its dormancy. Yeah. So what we're really looking forward to is our first like real full season. You know, we haven't even had a summer uh, to get out and to actually meet people and to, to do the physical uh, interacting, you know, like both as educators, like I know out here, my plan is to literally post in a Facebook group in a couple of small villages that I'm just going to bring a basket to a local park. Cause all these places have, you know, fairgrounds and whatnot, the idle public spaces that are not being used uh, and say, I'm going to bring a bag full of discs. And if anybody wants to come out and learn how to play disc golf or just play one for the first time, come on out. So that type of uh, being able to actually like leverage what we're doing to meet people and hopefully make change by getting more courses put into small places would be great because you know we always talk about the accessibility of disc golf you see it all the time how it's very accessible it can be really accessible for financially you know you only need 10 15 bucks for a disc but you can't get to a course or a field you know not everybody has a car not everybody has public access to public transportation um it's not as accessible as you think so if we could get more even just pitch and putt small courses around more people i think ultimately it's better for everyone right like True story. The mental health aspects of disc golf are too good. Huge. I always felt like uh, places that were trying to keep like funding low for disc golf courses should do go back to the old like uh, object course, you know, like a, a four by four like on the ground and, and yeah, tone pole on the top. Yeah. Is if like people are like, oh, well, I don't know how much it is going to be for a basket, but yeah, like I, I I've talked to people before and I said, you know, like three fun holes to play is better than like nine, you know, not, not fun holes to play, but anything's better than nothing, I guess. So for sure. If you can get myself, you know, you get people into it, like the biggest obstacles I think for beginners, obviously, and I'm by no means more than a, a scratch player these days. Uh, But if you, if you, if you can play a course where you're not going to lose a disc, you know, I think that's a really frustrating part about beginning disc golf sometimes you play a course that's so well established and there's a lot of hazards and you end up losing a couple of discs as you play, you know, when you're first starting, you used to have a basket in an open field. You have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that's where, that's where I kind of started, but. Yep. I started by throwing them at Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was there any special meaning behind the name Wolfcat or you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I, um, I, I'm kind of a child in a lot of ways. And uh, my son, I mentioned him before, he's five years old. I wanted it to name him Wolf. And my wife, my wife uh, thought more rationally, and uh, we, we chose a different name for him. But I always called him the Wolf Man. And so, so he's Wolf. And my daughter, her name is Mira. So I, I wanted to name her, I think I wanted to name her Raven. And uh, so Wolf and Raven, I didn't want on either one of those, but uh, I still think they're good names. So Mira is Mir, Mir Cat. So Wolfman, Mir Cat, Wolf Cat, it just kind of fell together. And, and it, it, it works because there aren't too many Wolf Cats out there. You can look online and you might find a, a Wolf Cat or two, but 
I think it's pretty much ours. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Jay put together the logo, looks awesome. And um, yeah, it just, it works. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the, if there is wolf cats out there, I don't think it has anything to do with this golf. So it's definitely like a, a good way to stamp it, stamp your name on the industry. Yeah. Yes. And you should let, <laughs> when your kid turns 18, be like, hey, Change your name to Wolf. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah man. Start that early. Just like whisper. Just be like, your name is Wolf. I was going to name you Wolf. Ch- change it when you can. <laughs> yeah. Or just signature. Yeah. No, very, it's very cool. I, I'm happy. Yeah, it's a sick Hudson, name. Hudson's still a great name. Great name. Yeah, it's still a good name. It's not Wolf, though. Not Wolf. <laughs> Like, like, fuck, dude, Wolf. I had, I did have middle name rights, so it, his name could have been Hudson Wolf, but we we honored the uh, the grandfathers. So, oh, yeah. I mean, good choice. <laughs> I was gonna say wasted choice, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Wolf, it is. Yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. I like that. You, there's actually a cool little story behind the name. Yeah, it's fun. Eric, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading through because I feel like we've kind of like half touched base on a lot of them. So. <laughs> right. Kind of. So I well, was just trying to figure out where the best place to go to next. But True story. Yeah. I'm going to try and figure out this question because it's, it's going to be difficult to even figure out how to ask it because and this is why the question is is there something that surprised you about your industry but you've been talking about this whole time about like you don't really know what industry you quite are so take that however you want yeah i think um i don't know we we kind of it's funny at times we kind of thought we would feel like we were at a party that we weren't invited to showing up trying to be like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? Wolfcat here. Um, but I think it was the exact opposite. We, uh, I think something that surprised us in a really positive way is just like the genuine welcomingness of the disc golf community at large across every medium that we've shared or interacted with people. Like, I mean, and you guys are a case in point. If you look back at our very first post, just our logo, you know, you own no disc golf is one of the, I think the 18 people to actually like that post. So like the welcoming spirit that we have felt from everybody, whether people we know to people we now feel like we know because we've interacted with them so many times. Um, it's been amazing. So it's, uh, and I guess that is the, this is the feeling that you feel in the disc golf course. At least that's what we feel out here. You know, like seeing other people and being a part of it, it's such a welcoming in- environment. Uh, you know, it's such a painfully challenging pastime that you get to share with people. Sometimes you commiserate with them and they're on the same, playing the same exact game and you know, your best is their worst and they have to feel what you do. But that to me, I think has been one of the best, biggest surprises and, and positive surprises um, is how amazing the disc golf community has been. Yeah. And, and you'll, you'll, you know, like not everyone is a, is a bar of gold. You're not going to, you're not going to get lucky sevens with every person, but Overall, it's just been such a positive experience. That said, though, it it might just look like we're making memes and we're selling discs, but you still need to have distributors and we need to talk with merch companies and the bank and we need an accountant and me- mentors and we need shipping and packaging. And it's, it's so much more than just what people see on, uh, on Instagram. And, and so it's... So, you know, going out and, and talking with people on the course or doing this nice experience with, with you fine gentlemen. It's so, so great and so much fun, but there's a lot to it. So, so whatever our industry is or whatever our next direction is, or we continue with all of our great stuff now, it's, it's so, so much. I, I, I imagine you guys feel the same way. There's, there's so much other stuff than what you put out. Oh yeah. Big time. But yeah, I think it's all worth it is really what it comes down to. And it's that same thing again. It's like what we we enjoy it. So either way, 
what other people if other people enjoy it, that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. This is being genuine and authentic, right? Like if you are genuinely trying to create something from a good place and, and bring value to somebody else's uh, space, like it's that's then then you're gonna find the right people. And if people don't like it, then that's kind of the beauty of the platforms that we've chosen, you know, like using Instagram. It's like, if you don't like it, what we've done, then right. you don't have to follow us. Right. Like go follow somebody else. Go follow somebody else. That's cool. Right. Um, and that's kind of a nice approach to take. And it's, I, it's the incremental gains that again, kind of out of necessity because we can only squeeze in an hour and a half, two hours in the evening after, you know, the kids are in bed and the dishes are done. Uh, where do we want to put our energy? And uh, if we just keep putting things out there, then eventually this stuff will get better if we listen to the responses. And eventually the people who like what we're doing are going to keep following us and uh, be a part of what we want to do here. And they, they take the value. Now, and if a couple of people laugh at a meme we've made, awesome. And if they, if they take it on their next road trip to go play that course that they didn't even know existed before we shared something, even better. And if you found a you know, just by looking at a form shadow we've made that exact moment that you feel you're doing something the same or different and it helps you in some way, then even better. So it's, I think that's the approach to take. And it sounds like you guys are on the same path too. I love it. And also I just wanted to shout out one of our, I'm not like our best followers. I'll just shout out Revel real quick. Revel Disc Golf. You're the best. Nope. He's uh he's T-Rex now. Did he change he's it? His name. Yeah, he's uh, making a big announcement, so I don't know anything about it, but he's no longer Revel Disc Golf. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. You were talking about, like, <laughs> you know, you, you get to know people from, like, your interactions. We've never met this person, but I feel like I know him. I don't know how, but. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, it's it's not the exact same as physical face-to-face interactions, but there's some level of it. And I think that if you, uh, especially for your medium, people feel more attached to you because they hear your voice. And I think they hear the nuances and they get to know you more. You know, if you look at the collection of your 60 odd episodes, people are going to get a pretty good sense of you, you know, true story. Yeah. We're, we're not doing characters here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, I, I, That'd I, be way I, too much work. <laughs> you're a closet man. If that's the case, I guess. Right. I felt like I learned a lot about you guys. Just just your conversation about centaurs in the last episode really revealed. Really revealed I, about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about the centaurs. Yeah, yeah the centaur talk. I, I, personally, I think they would be very strong because they could have a James Conrad type run up. No big deal. Yeah, but how do they transfer that energy? Maybe they can go up on. Like, yeah, horses. Horses like whip their head, right? Oh yeah. Oh, Have you ever seen horses yeah. fight? It's a lot of head motions. Have you ever seen giraffes fight? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh giraffe fights. It's a lot of neck, right? It's. Uh... What about a giraffe kind of centaur? Oh my! Like a. Can... <laughs> that poor guy at the top of that giraffe. <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy. All alone. All alone. <laughs> All alone. <laughs> Looking down on the world. <laughs> so is it just a really long man then is i don't know like the same place i was thinking like his torso could be really long or like yeah that could be his neck just his neck just his neck and his head's like <laughs> have you guys have you ever heard the question where where would a if, if a giraffe wore a tie where would it be oh yeah yeah i i don't know <laughs> I think around if like I was a body. giraffe, <laughs> I would want really long shirts, so I would wear it up around my neck, the yeah. top of my neck, not my yeah. See, I'd wear it down at the, the base. Yeah, I think I'd be a base. How you? I yeah. guess it depends on who's putting the tie on. Can't be the giraffe. Oh my! Yeah, with the hooves. Is this is a bow tie. Are we tying a bow tie here? But if it's a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> Then they're fair game. It's a clip on. <laughs> well, I can't wear a tie when they're playing disc golf. So, giraffe centaur clip ons. All right, we're gonna have a new product coming <laughs> next week, guys. I have a giraffe form shadow ready to go. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> 
galloping, majestic hair flowing in the breeze. Write that down. Write that down. It's the hair. It's, I'm already working on it. Double multitasking here. Check. Check. We got the source video. We're set. Yeah. Don't don't um, tell anyone, guys. Shh. <laughs> well, let's get this question out of the way. What is your biggest oh no moment that's disc golf related? Jay, you want to go for that one? Uh, sure. Really sad stories. So yeah, we've had some like <laughs> bummers. We had like AJ Risley where he lost Ledgestone in like two holes. So that was pretty rough to listen to. Yeah, it's... I don't... Um, I think it's a repeating one for me. My home course is uh is up in South River. It's about twenty five minutes from here, and uh, they are famously known for their hole four. So it's on the straight right on a lake and it overlooks Algonquin park, which is a big provincial park here. And hole four is, uh, is the water hole. So it's a, it's a, your, your shot is dangling out over the lake and has to make its way back to a hanging basket on a steep hill. So I, I think every time I finish thir- the third hole and I'm walking to the fourth hole, I'm thinking, Oh no, <laughs> sometimes it goes okay. But sometimes, sometimes uh, I, there are many of my discs at the bottom of that lake. Yeah, mine too. Ooh. Yeah, Couple. great hole, but it's it is it's like a reoccurring nightmare, you know. Actually, the first three four times I think I played that course, I didn't even shoot that hole because I did I was I didn't want to I didn't have enough discs to lose. That it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, literally, oh no, every time. But although now I'd say things feel better, but uh, yeah, the wind it's the wind off that that hole too. Beautiful hole, but yeah, yeah. oh no. Definitely oh, no. pretty cool. For uh, for me, I my oh no is when I first started. I wanted, I wanted those big flight numbers. Like I wanted that number oh, yeah. twelve. Like give me a destroyer, give me that rate, and they're gone now. So <laughs> I remember there's this there's they're this on the fourth really, hole. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's this really great course in Toronto. It's it's one of the I think it's the second or third oldest course in Canada that centennial park and they have this pond and I, I was playing and I was alone and I, I it was, it, it was only probably a few months into playing. And of course I had both the Wraith and the destroyer on me and I threw um, the first off the tee, probably threw it like a hundred feet. And then I noticed that there was a group of people behind me. So I rushed because I was embarrassed because I, I, I had this nice, disc golf bag with that could hold 20 discs and I had these these really great discs and I threw right away threw my destroyer in the lake and then was so embarrassed I whipped out my race threw the race right in the same the same pond lake thing and just like (laughs) just grabbed a third one and thank thank the disc gods that one didn't go in and I just scampered off and I played the next two holes so quickly so i did not need to make eye contact with these people and it's so foolish that's that's such a foolish thing to be nervous because of the people behind you because they're just doing the same thing you are and they're probably not much better than you no matter how good or bad you are and uh i've probably embarrassingly thrown away a disc or two after that as well but oh no (laughs) that's hilarious i I love that story that that uh same. I get very in my head about like what other people are thinking sometimes just when I'm playing sports. Yeah. Not in real life ever. Never think about what other people are thinking. But sports, oh my gosh. Of course. Of course. You, you missed you missed that shot. You you like you didn't make that pass. Why why not? And like they're going to laugh at me. Yeah. But um in, in terms of Wolfcat, oh no for Wolfcat and you got you guys mentioned oh, you mentioned this last week as well about picking the songs for your your reels, right? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, and you and you know sometimes you work so hard on a reel or you work so hard on a post and you th- you think it's going to go viral, it's going to be the best thing ever and it just flops. And maybe it's because you didn't click that thing or because you chose the wrong music or whatever, but I think an oh no moment for for me for Wolfcat is just becoming too attached to something that I don't I, I don't need to feel married to. Um, it's and it's just a post, and sometimes you get emotional with with, with certain posts and whatever. But uh, 
I think I think I'm getting better at that. And I think Jay 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 mentioned that when he was first starting, he he felt committed, or or, or I don't know if you want to explain Jay like h- how you felt about earlier posts, and now you have this release of something now. Yeah, I mean, it's a form of creation, at least for a lot of the content we're making, and especially as you like as you mentioned earlier, Nick about putting time into meme carousels, like some of them happen really quickly and some of them take a little bit of time. And, you know, meme culture is, you know, people, some people, some of them are good and some of them are bad. It's like any form of art, let's say. Um, and not to say that we're artists, but you some of say, the things. No, you can, you're an artist. Memes are art. Yeah. I, I, I feel that way too. Right. And especially for ones like meme carousel where we are, we're really, a lot of them, we're working with 10 frames because that's what you get on Instagram. So trying to tell the story in 10 frames and putting your energy into something, it's like any form of art. You're, you're showing yourself in some way and for sure in, in the initial stages when you're trying to grow an audience and trying to validate your content based on you know numbers, uh, sometimes it's, you never know what you're going to get. So yeah, there are, it gets easier though is what I've told Nick, especially because after a while, you just post it and forget about it. Off you go. On to the next one. True story. You come back later and sometimes you're hits and sometimes you're misses. But I always try to find that one little nugget, you know, one person who commented or one person who did this. And it's like, all right, it was that one was for you. On to the next. I always feel like one comment is worth like 100 likes. Like if one person just says something to me, it's <laughs> a million times better than all the likes I could get. For sure. Yeah, I, I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah, you put yourself out there, you know, and you guys feel it too. When you're on, it's a podcast, you guys are literally showing yourself and your voice, right? Like, how did you feel after your first episode was released to the world? I was a little embarrassed because it wasn't supposed to be the first episode. Agreed, yeah. <laughs> after was... that, it got no big deal. But the first episode right. was supposed to be a uh, preliminary, just ch- trying it out. And then we decided to release it anyway. And it was obviously a good choice. Because you got it, it, it was fun, and it was you know you could tell we were trying our best, but it was definitely not good, and having fun with it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. I was nervous for sure. Yeah, there's an expectation sometimes that everything has to be perfect the first time, and that's just like not how it works. And I think disc golf is a perfect metaphor for that. Like, you can watch other people throw. You, when you when you grab that disc the first time and you try to throw it like something you've thrown before, it's just not going to work that way. We had low expectations off the bat, too. I mean, we were like, yeah. if one other person besides Eric Moms listens, we're good. <laughs> yeah, you milk your friends and family as much as possible in the initial stages. <laughs> <laughs> so I've asked before about, you know, do you have any like long-term goals, but do you have any like short-term goals? Like uh, as far as even like, you know, in the next month or so, or just, you know, letting yourself play it out. We've got, as Nick said previously, we have, we have connected with a lot of people specifically for form shadows uh, and waiting back on them to receive some videos. Uh, we'll kind of dictate where that part of Wolfcat will go. Um, and really playing and getting out. Like we, when Nick and I went down to, uh, to Toronto for the Toronto open and actually got to, interact with some people that we've we've met online uh, and actually played a couple of rounds with uh shout out to zach who uh we got connected through you know the trash panda uh disc swap i don't know if you guys were part of that did that in the in the holidays but uh i know about it but i didn't i didn't yeah I, I talked with jesse about it but i wasn't able to actually do it yeah so i was able to i caught it at the right time and threw my name in there and it the guy who got who I got and I got discs from was Zach. And uh, it's funny enough, like literally a week prior, I was uh, we had connected on Instagram before that. So once the discs arrived, I remember hopping back on and being like, what's the likelihood that you sent J.D. Auger some discs uh, for disc swap? And so we actually were able to play our two rounds of Toronto Open with him. So we have another couple tournaments coming up. You know, not that we're aiming to win by any stretch of the imagination, but we are hoping to start to you know, meet people and go to a tournament and meet people that either know us or don't know us yet. So I think in the next month or two, that really is our, our real focus is finally getting to do what we've wanted to do. Um, again, with starting a disc golf company in the dead of winter in Canada. Right. Yeah. This is your first season. So yeah. 
now you've established some connections within the community. You feel more a part of the community. Yeah. And, uh, and we have a sense kind of a bit more of a sense of like what Wolfcat is, you know, like we had ideas of what we wanted it to be, but you know, for example, again, with the meme carousel and with form shadow, those were not on our, our roadmaps at the very beginning because we just hadn't even created them yet. So it's been, um, it's been very much kind of sit back and keep the, the reiterative process. But uh, now we get to actually do what we originally wanted to do, which was start to get out, bring baskets to parks and get more people into disc golf, specifically youth out here, you know, double down on our background and education. Not everybody can work with kids. And uh, we feel that both of us are really well suited for that. So we're, we're really excited to get out and uh, get more discs in more people's hands. Hell yeah. Love that. You guys are going to document that all on Instagram so we can check it out, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is there anything that we missed with like the, I know I asked about courses in your area and shops in your area. Is there anything else we missed about disc golf in your area? Well, if we're talking about uh, disc golf as a community, um, there's, there, there are probably courses we've never played. Maybe they don't show up on UDisc or shops that we've never been to that I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to say there are no shops in Toronto if there are some. Um, because if you look at the UDisc map from right now compared to one year ago, there's there's so much. There's a, there's a mess of stuff all over Toronto, and it's kind of growing out. So um, I, I just want to say I want to agree with Jay about how great the community has been to us, and like it's it's just I, I'm having I'm having a blast, and this is we we kind of consider this I, I don't know if we consider this work or pleasure or a mixture of both but like we're we're doing something that we're passionate about and we're having fun we're we've been friends for what 20 years now jay and like it's 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 great it's like things are just really great yeah and i think in, in terms of the disc golf scene out here you know i think there are more baskets going into the ground now than ever you know and uh in championship level courses that are starting to be established like i know in the muskokas up here there's a course that's been rumored and they're releasing little bits here and there um and i know there are so many private courses that i really feel like you know we talk about one of the best parts about disc golf is the location right the location and the course really define the experience you go play in the desert you go play anywhere the Ontario, the ruggedness of the uh, Canadian Shield in Ontario is beautiful, you know. And and to be honest, the the first thing Nick said when he brought this idea forward was that the goal of Wolfcat eventually would be able to buy, you know, the ultimate dream is buy 50, 60 acres and to build a couple of courses, have some lodging areas, lots of cross-country skis, and uh, and build a space that people can go. And that showcases the beauty of the Ontario landscape. Um, and I think we're starting to see that, especially this summer. I think it's going to be a big summer for even more courses and more cities that are just, they're all jumping on board. Um, so it's been, there's a lot happening. I think I, this year in particular here is going to be probably the biggest, uh, biggest going. It's a good year to be getting a disc golf company started then, huh? It really does feel like it's been uh, just everything has fallen in, in line. And at the end of the day, you know, as Nick said, it's like, if you're doing what you love, then it doesn't feel like work. And if we could eventually find a way that this becomes a real permanent full-time job and that that is, that is what we do for an income, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't think and it, Eric and I have never had that discussion. So. <laughs> We don't make well, I said to Nick at worst, we have, you know, a couple hundred discs each that are just sitting there. We'll never have to buy another disc yet. So, right. We have all the uh, MVP NVs you could want. They're on sale right now. Check them out, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Got a promo code for the people that are going to go check it out. Oh, geez. Should have thought of that. I'm just fucking with you. We'll, we'll drop one when we when this episode goes live. We'll have a special Ono oh promo code. Sounds good. What does disc golf mean to you? So, you know, uh, this last summer was probably the 
I would say for sure the summer that I really got into it. You know, Nick and I had played off and on several times throughout the years, but just never had access to it. Uh, didn't have a car at the time. There was no courses around us. It just, you know, sometimes it's got to hit you. Everybody, I truly believe that there are two types of people in the world, those who love disc golf and those who do not yet know that they love disc golf. <laughs> and uh, it hits everybody at a different times. So I'd say this last summer, it really just aligned as a moment for me. Uh, when my wife was uh, working remotely, working at home, but I was caring for my uh, my oldest son. He was about two during the summer and he would nap for about two hours. He was down in one nap and down at about two hour nap. And that is enough time for me to drive to my local course and play around. I could get around in about 50 minutes and it was about 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. So I was able to play probably four or five times. And for me, what this golf meant in that time, like the mental health benefits, the the quiet time, the personal challenge, the challenging yourself to a new skill, all of that um, was really what spoke to me about disc golf and kind of got me what I needed at this point. And, uh, you know, like the score is great, but for me, it's been all of the, all the things that don't find its way onto the scorecard that I love most about disc golf. Wonderfully put. Pretty good answer. Thanks. Yeah. yeah good luck following that one up. Nick, your turn. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh man. Sorry, Nick. Oh, wait. Uh, what does disc golf mean to me? I, I guess a lot of what Jay said, you, you just get to leave things behind. And if you're if you're going to do well on the disc golf course, you really have to be be both focused and unfocused at the same time, it seems. Like you need to remember all of those things that you've been practicing and all those things you watched in the, the, the YouTube videos. And you also just need to clear your mind. And if you're doing all of that, you, you can forget about the things that are troubling you off of the course. And just getting to be in in nature and being surrounded by trees or being in that field, playing alone, playing with friends, like just becoming better at something like, like the Heiser flip. How hard is that if you, if you can't do it, but how good does it feel once you start to learn and once you, once you start to develop it and putting from distance, like how good does it feel when you get, when you get those change chains for the first time, and how good does it feel when you can get them relatively consistently? I'm not there yet, but like it's, it's, it's about release. And then how good is it to bring your family out and, and play with your family or bring your friend out that's never played before that is so tired of you talking about disc golf that they're only going out there to shut you up about it and they like it. So what is the, I feel like disc golf is a lot of things to me. And it's relaxing, mostly. Just it's an escape. You guys are great at this. Yeah. Oof. Teachers, man. You know how many interviews we have to do? <laughs> Parent-teacher interview night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking we probably should have did it on video and then made you guys raise your hand when we <laughs> asked <the> questions. <laughs> oh shit. But, no, I think it's. I think you guys and you guys can hear it, like. As I said, it, it, disc golf hits everybody. It hits them at a different time, and sometimes it's right. And I, and I think that was something that was uh, so connecting is when you're part of a community and you see other people expressing the same things you feel. You know, like thinking about you're driving down the road and you look at a field and you're like, oh, that'd be a great place to put a basket. Like you have that thought, and then you go realize that everybody else has had that thought too. Like there is something about disc golf that uh, that is universal once it hits you. Yeah, there's some aspect of the game that is appealing to somebody. Yeah. I'm just really waiting for it to hit my wife. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take time. <laughs> Slowly buy her bag. Slowly but surely. Oh, she has a bag and everything. The uh, the times where she really enjoys it is when there's just another um, female on the course with her. Fun. No hey. dicks allowed. <laughs> no no it's just that there's another girl to play along with her rather than me who you know throws farther than her so yep no dicks loud <laughs> throwing hard throwing far is hard it really is was there uh anything that you guys wanted to talk about that we missed in any of our questions any more gopher talk <laughs> <laughs> well we could go for hours about that <laughs> We haven't, we, haven't, Another episode. we haven't even started talking about ecosystems and uh, growth in the community. So, 
space, sustainable housing. Like there's so many topics we can get to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think well, I guess uh, we'll just have to have you guys back on. Well, that's true. I'd love to, yeah. Yeah, this has been great. You, you guys are nice to talk to as well. You know what? New friends after all. Hey. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> That's really what all we, all we do this for is we uh, just want friends. <laughs> this episode would never even see the light of day if we weren't friends now. <laughs> right. In the can. Um, so really quick, why don't you just uh, drop where our audience can follow you and uh, watch your journey. Uh, yeah, so if you uh, do look like you need some discs, www.wolfcatdisc.com. But uh, the best place to find us is Instagram. That is, uh, and it's wolfcatdisc. Uh, right on there, that's where we, we release pretty well everything. Uh, but you might see us on Reddit. You might see us in a, in a forum chat group on, uh, on Facebook. But Instagram is the place to find us. And uh, reach out. If you are interested, if you, you know, tell us if we made you laugh. Let us know if you uh, if you want to connect. If you're interested in making getting your own form shadow done, at this point, like I said, we just really want to make them for people who want them. So if you think it can help you or help to amplify your voice, you know, social media is so important. We all know that in the disc golf world. And if uh, that type of edit could help you, reach out. And then, did you say you have a um, subreddit for just form shadow, or is it just the form check? Yeah, so there's a, there's a subreddit. It's r backslash form shadow. And there you will find some more mechanics versions, as I said, some more releases that we don't release elsewhere. And uh, as we are starting to connect with more pros, we're hoping to perhaps get some different type of content from them to be able to put up there as well. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a, a little bit of a test field to see who was interested. And last last I saw, I think it was, we're just approaching 400 people in it. So there's a there's a group of people that are interested. Yeah, holy shit, that's a lot of people. I used to do a lot on Reddit, but I've kind of slowed down a lot, so I'll have to make sure I get on there and at least check it out. Yeah, that's yeah, it's been good. It's been another you know almost two hundred thousand people in the uh, disc golf subreddit right now. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on so much. It was so much fun to chat with you. Um, obviously, our friendship is not going to end here. Yeah, guys, going to have to have you back on. Also, pretty interested in the shadow form stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that, I mean, my form's not perfect. So, no, And no one's is. I don't know about you, Eric. No, I, my form's perfect. Don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Once we finish the Centaur draft, then send us a video and uh, yeah. we'll make your form shadow for you. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, send send us a video of you guys playing. Centaur draft comes first. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make me into a centaur giraffe? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want the long neck? <laughs> I think I think we could actually do that. Actually, for sure. Anything Not, you need that has to happen now. I'm taking notes right now. I think we're gonna scare <laughs> people away. That'd be fun though. I don't even. It's worth it, guys. It was fucking amazing meeting you. Thank you for being our friends, and uh, have you back on soon. Thanks for having us. It was a blast. Thank you.